Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know him, you know, la, la, la. you know him, you know, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> you know him, 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 you know Podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. Football is right around the corner. Get in on the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. You don't even have to score a touchdown. All it's got to do is be played. Listen up because you do not want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If DraftKings Sportsbook is not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And for one week, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game and get a free shot at a million-dollar top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Take it away, boys! All right, welcome everybody. Pull up a chair. It's time for a Friday night campfire chat. My name is Cam Hasbrook. I am joined, as per usual, by Drew Johnson and Chris Gear. This is the Bruins and Bruins Podcast, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards, sponsored by DraftKings, a drinkable podcast you can taste, and of course, a hard listen, according to Drew's dad. This is episode 78. You know how this works. This is our newest segment, Cam's Campfire Chats. I don't know why my name got attached to it. I think it's just for, for ease Cam of fire. I mean, I do know why. I just don't want to claim ownership here, but apparently I'll be, uh, I'll be hosting these. Uh, yeah, we got some we got some questions oh, going in here. Uh, you don't have to send us your your campfire questions on Friday, by the way, or I guess we don't even record this on Friday. So when we tweet them out, you can just send them to us anytime on Twitter or, of course, via email at bruisedbruins at gmail.com. 
also you can mail a letter to us or something and i don't know how you'd do that you'd have to have our address so you I can guess send it to my address my home address that i won't be living at anymore <laughs> yeah there you go my parents address. Dad, so we can promptly throw it out you should address it to him actually yeah Anyway, this is the Bruce Bruce Podcast. We'll be getting to the listener questions in just a sec, but while we sit by this imaginary campfire, let's talk about some petty brewskis. What's everybody drinking today? Drew starts off. What you got, kid? Oh, I got a Corona. I'm not that fun. Uh, no. Drinkability, right. uh, fucking <laughs> 20. That's the next commercial. Uh, somebody rolls up to a party and they're like, I got a Corona. I'm not that fun. And they're like, bye, Corona. Uh, tasteability, uh, pretty high, 33. I'm going to take my first sip of this one now. Actually, I should. what I should do is I drink so many of these. There's There's got to be like a serial number on this. I can rate each specific Based batch. On that. <laughs> each batch. If you have the same batch, it's true. Each barrel, because they definitely brew it in a barrel. <laughs> Actually, maybe they do. Uh, I don't maybe, know. I don't know how beers make. you got to have more beers on. Was that your review? I, yeah, I gave my, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, I we don't need to spend much time on a Corona. Oh, oh, that would be a waste of resources. All right, I have a Michelob Ultra. And here we <laughs> nice. Go. We're riding the wagon. Okay, I don't feel as bad now. <laughs> yep, that's a uh, tasteability one, drinkability 37. Nice. All right. I have, uh, unlike you guys, I have uh, a fine Pilsner Miller Lite. Uh, Fucking go to the past episodes, you know how it is. We're fanboying for Miller Lite. Drinkability, 37. Taste, like solid 14 for light beer, so pretty good. Um, Alright, let's go to the questions. That's what we're doing here. You guys probably didn't listen to the last one, because we don't listen to our own podcast, but um, I, I overlaid some nice campfire crackling under it, just so for the vibes of like the campfire chat. I did, I got I some positive that. feedback, actually, about it, so we'll keep going with that, but if you hate it, let me know, and we'll, we'll cut it out or something. Anyway, first question is coming in from John Krukiel. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. John asks, what do you give up for a 2C if Charlie Coyle, I would assume he wrote Charlie could, but I'm assuming that was autocorrect, doesn't work there. So I think the question is essentially, if you have to buy a 2-center, assuming that the plan is to buy, um, which not necessarily worth assuming, but for the sake of the question, we'll go for it. If you were going to buy something to fill in for a second-line center who's not named Jack Eichel, what would you be willing to give up? Oh, something you'd buy? Something. It doesn't have to be a player. Well, no. I'm. What would you give up for a, a replacement second-line center? Should Charlie Coyle not work there? I'm going to preface this by saying if Charlie Coyle doesn't work there, it's probably not worth buying someone because the Bruins are pretty fucked this year. But <laughs> if somehow the Bruins are within playoff contention and think they have a chance at making a run without Charlie Coyle performing at the second-line center position, in this theoretical scenario... I don't know what I would give up. I mean, I guess it depends on where <laughs> yeah, you're at. You know, it's like, <laughs> I thought you were really you, you going. You were all loaded somewhere. up and ready to go. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I had the first part ready to go of like, hey, you know, I I think chances are if they're in that spot, they're fucked anyway. That's why but... you tune into this podcast, folks, for preparation. <laughs> this Lack episode is titled, They're Fucked. <laughs> Look, we want you to feel like you're sitting with us at the bar, and I am much like your drunk friend at the bar who has no idea what's going on, so... This is the authentic Boston hockey experience right here. There you go. Who's got an idea? What are you giving up? Oh, I got a great idea. I think it's, got, I think it's Brandon Carlo. Um, mm. I think a guy who's probably better valued around the league than his actual value uh, to a team. I, I think he is a valuable player, but obviously if you're trying to get a second-line center, 
You're gonna have to give up something big. And I think in terms of like big players, um, I'd rather give up Carlo than Grizzlick. And those are kind of the two guys like off your roster if you're making a hockey trade. And like we talked about on the last episode, Bruins do not have a deep prospect pool from which to no. So uh, yeah, I mean you're you're probably talking like picks and Carlo um, for uh, nobody specific, but it, depending on what kind of deal they got left, and you know Carlo has the uh, enough money on his contract where you can like make a make a deal like that fit under the cap. Yeah, I yeah. think I think if you're gonna get a you know, a top six quality center, it's going to have to be someone like Carlo. This isn't a deal where you, you toss. I mean, maybe he's a toss him, but you know, DeBrusque isn't going to be the center of a deal for a second line center. If you need depth, DeBrusque is some bait there, but Carlos, he's going to be the left wing of the deal. Yeah. (laughs) So, but Carlo, I think, um, I, I kind of agree with you saying he's probably a little overvalued throughout the league because, I've said it on a previous episode, but he could be a top pair defenseman on a lot of teams. I'm not saying like a contender necessarily, because they probably have like, you know, studs on their top pair. But, you know, I think he would be valued as a a, top two. He's not a second pairing defenseman on a championship team as the Bruins have shown. So, (laughs) but I think, I think uh, he does have some value there and you could get something back packaged. Yes. With picks and stuff. Um, And hopefully, if that's the case, though, you're getting someone who can be there long term. This isn't a one, two, three season kind of guy. You you want someone who can be plugged there because then you're going to lose Bergeron. If Coyle's underperforming, he's there on the third line uh, at a kind of hefty price tag for that role, um, especially as he ages. But uh, And then you got Studnika, who's you're hoping could be your first line center down the line uh if he reaches his ceiling oh boy so, high ceiling yeah that him. is a really high ceiling that's what's got me nervous like like maybe he winds up being a second line wing uh center which i think would be good i think that's realistic too i think he, it's realistic to say he could reach the top six that's on the higher end of his ceiling uh i think his floor though is an nhl player i think his floor is like a scoring third line guy i, I think, think eventually he'd get there is like a quad a guy where he's like bouncing up and down between the fourth line and like maybe a little bit better version of seth griffith oh yeah, that's not like saying that. much <laughs> well again that's the floor right it's it's not supposed to be saying much but the that's body the, the, the unfortunate truth Let the body said <laughs> the body said the floor um i think <laughs> <laughs> I think Carl probably. Five minutes in. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Thanks for that, everybody. Um, the Carlo Grizzlick uh, kind of comparison is an interesting one. I think those probably are the two uh, more obvious pieces to move. But I think I agree with you that that Carlo would be moving. It is interesting because I think Grizzlick and McAvoy are closer to having similar skill sets so you might feel like there's a little bit of overlap there but i think uh even with brandon carlo being a pretty i don't want to say super elite or anything like that but a, a, the top end shutdown defenseman which is very rare i think in today's game you have to also consider that part of the reason that it's that rare is because the game is changing and those high valued offensive guys not that you know mcboy and grizzly are both very capable offensive players they're not kale mccarr 
but the guys who play more with that focus who can also be responsible defensively like both of them have proven to be able to do that's a big thing that McAvoy and Car or McAvoy and Grizzly rather have both proven that they are capable defenders who can move the puck up the ice that's not something we've seen from Carlo Carlo's on the opposite side where he's proven to be a shutdown guy who they're hoping can get some more offense there so I think it makes more sense to have the overlap on that offensive side. Again, you are giving up something that's very valuable in Carlo. You've heard all of us probably speak very highly of Carlo. The question is, is that the identity that the Bruins want to have going forward? And I think, especially with where you want to bring this team into the future, I see Chris is eager to speak. Those McAvoy, Grizzly cutouts and the projections that they could turn into are more valuable than what you're going to get with Carlo if they reach their top level. I will say on the return, obviously with Krejci going out now, with Bergeron going out, you want somebody young, especially Brandon Carlo is only 24 years old. He is, again, very effective, uh, especially on that defensive end. If you're shipping out somebody that young and you have those holes, on the return you need somebody who's going to give you some longevity there to kind of at least stop gap until the Bruins can make a, a future move with the, somebody like Studnika if he turns out or, or whoever it may be. Um, but... I think at the end of the day, yeah, Carlos probably the centerpiece of that. You probably try to hold on to Grizzly and McAvoy. I've never agreed and disagreed so much with so many things in one. <laughs> yeah, I was just say try to try to pick me apart there. One, uh, see, I, I I like that you talked for a lot longer so that I had to like wade through all of the things and try and pick out the things to to pick apart. But one, uh, Charlie McAvoy is <laughs> by far the best lockdown defenseman on the team. Um, two, I I agree with your point of like redundant redundancy but the redundancy isn't between Grizzlick and and McAvoy it's between Grizzlick and Riley so if you want to move Grizzly Riley's the guy who can step up there they're both left-handed they both have that kind of two-way game um McAvoy's like elite uh in his own stratosphere kind of dude um but yeah I mean if you're worried about having right side depth and filling that uh second pair right spot like I don't, I don't really know who the Bruins have to step up there. Um, and, I mean, I, left left side, I don't, I don't really know either. So, I mean, it's going to be a hole no matter what. But I feel like Mike Riley would be a guy who can step up on that top pairing and um, and fill in pretty admirably for Grizzly. But I, I would still choose to move uh, Carlo just based on, like, the the return I think you could get based on um, his actual value. I think they should just suit up like Chris Kelly from comes off the bench in his suit and tie. Fucking plays D. <laughs> this is an option. If Carlos to be moved. Or anyone's to be moved. I mean, Chris Kelly, such a solid two-way forward back in the day. Honestly, See if he still has it. Bring back Riley Nash, baby. Hell yeah. Riley Let's go on um, McQuaid coming from Providence after uh, helping Riley out the Nash youngsters. Chris Kelly 2.0. That's... True. That's yeah, true. That. Peverly, bring back Peverly. Uh, I, I I wish they brought back the whole like 2011 squad to just be a part no. of the organization. Just be like, yeah. Pretty sure go. Pev's retired because of that heart issue that he had. But yeah. Yeah. that is true. But you could uh, one game, just one game. Only. Yeah, one game. Retire Retire <laughs> one more game. Don't one more shift. Fifteen um, minutes. Let's go. You know him, you know la, la, la. You know him, you know him. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you cold know him. Open. Cold open. You know him. Cold open. have a cold open. It's all right. <laughs> it's cold open. I promise I've had 
two beers. I've had one beer and one seltzer. I call editing the Friday episode because I'm making that. All right, wonderful. You know him. You love him. Nick Lanciani at Lanciani to three ass. Imagine each co-host being us signs an offer sheet. Who matches? Who leaves? Where do they go? And that sort of stuff. Um, this is of course in reference to the Kakenyami uh, situation going on between Carolina and Montreal right now. Uh, Just hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Uh, anybody who thinks that's ruining hockey is a fucking idiot and should look at what's going on in hockey elsewhere. Um, if you need to learn more about that, this is not the place to do it. Or but even we will look do at this. what's happening in hockey on that same team, but different shit. But also, yeah. again, right now, yeah. Like, uh, first of all, I will. So the one thing I will say about that is the New Hampshire Fisher Cats clapping back it was amazing not like I, I think i tweeted out with something along the lines of like not who i was expecting to do this but like i'm all here for it so yeah uh but anyway what if... they do what did they do oh it, so new hampshire fisher cats are a minor league baseball team i think in the toronto blue jays organization yeah and uh they they kind of clap back on uh i think someone wrote an article for uh one of the montreal newspapers about like yeah. how uh the hurricanes are ruining hockey by being uh, like the bunch of jerks or whatever and and offering qualifying offers for restric- restricted free agents which is something that for a Taboo. long time has been a thing that you can do and you should do but it's some unwritten rules it. of baseball bullshit except this yeah. is actually valuable not just walking over a fucking pitcher's mound <laughs> you know what I mean? it's like <laughs> breaking that rule is it's not a, it's, the, it's they're abiding by the rule by doing I, I, I don't necessarily think it's a smart thing for teams to spend that much money on restricted free agents and give up picks because it is yeah. really expensive to do it but i do think price enforcing and getting teams to pay fair wages for their talented young players is an important part of hockey if you know they're gonna sign it then do it i'm all for it and then if they don't then it's just awesome i I also think it's a really fucking fun thing to like as a gm try and figure out what the like sweet spot is where like make them pay a lot but I don't know, maybe they'll resign and maybe we don't have to pay that. But, like, yeah, I don't, don't make them fuck price, you, like, cap dude. wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think Give it a shot. the NBA is, is worth that, but sure. Shoot them nine mil and then uh, shoot yourself in the foot. Because <laughs> then well, they did. Well, I think the backstory that. here is that Montreal uh, offered Aho when he was uh, a restricted yeah. free agent. Yeah. 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 And so the Hurricanes are just kind of like clapping back. And I, I like that. <laughs> I love it. They're Which, in it for the mean. When they did for Ajo, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Double standard. Um, the mean. <laughs> I love how we were like, we're not going to talk about this. We're going to start talking about it. Um, I will say, talk about. <laughs> here's the uh, here's the Fisher Cats tweet. They said, this is cool and fun, but you also signed Tony D'Angelo, so it is considerably less cool and fun. So, uh, yeah, fuck Tony D'Angelo, and uh, shout out to Fisher Cats for being cool. Even though I played against you with the Sea Dogs during my MLB show career, but that's oh, all right. oh, I thought you were about to say you were a baseball prospect. Yeah, you know, during my time as a minor league baseball yeah, player, C-Dogs also pay and... players, which is cool. Not that that's the Fisher Cats handling, but Sea Dogs and Fisher Cats uh, notoriously don't get along. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, exactly. Yeah, no, during my time, it wasn't in baseball; it was in the Animal Kingdom, actually. So, <laughs> um, anyway, back to Lancey's question: uh, We're signing <laughs> offers. <laughs> Who's matching? Who leaves? And where do they go? 
Uh, who is I... most likely to leave the podcast? Well, it's, we already said it's going to be Chris last episode because Drew and I are kicking him out when Drew moves to Portland, and this becomes yeah. The but like who Portland? Uh, I'm interested in like what what podcasts are. But are yeah, where are people going? I'm, I'm not re-signing Cam either way. So I think yeah, what makes Cam's sense for Chris gone. to sign the the three cheers. They would offer sheet. Yeah, I think yeah, is that, I think is that prob- outrageous. Probably, I, think I think you'd probably garner an offer sheet. I would hope at least, or else we have something to talk about while it's gone. Yeah, I, I would. I think I would be uh, required to sign that offer sheet. You'd have to, but we. I don't know how much we'd be willing to give back for Chris. Maybe like a, a couple first. I'm gonna give you like a. I was gonna give beer. you. I was thinking an 18 pack of Miller. I'm not sure about a 30 pack of Miller. I love you, buddy, but a 30 pack is worth like that's a that's lot. A lot. Of beer to drink. But we we get Mikey. No, it's a it's a trade. It it's a trade. It's not an opportunity. It's a trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get Mikey for Chris. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm not sure who would offer sheet Drew or I to be honest with you. Um, if anyone wanted to listen, to I think podcast, I think just being plan- you know what <laughs> I, I I'd be an entrepreneur. I'd start a new podcast. Is what I'd do. So I'd be an unsigned <laughs> Drew would Drew would become a free agent, draft, start his own league. <laughs> unsigned prospect, and I'd start. No, my I, own. I think Drew goes to uh, what's Court's podcast? The uh, three, three dads, dads and a console. Dad. I'm not a dad. I can't. Yeah, there's well, already three of them. Congratulations! You got to adopt. <laughs> oh God damn it, Kim! No. <laughs> No, I am probably I I don't want a kid at all, and at the very least, not till I'm able to afford a home, which could be thirty <laughs> years, and I will be infertile. So there you go. Uh, that's the American dream for us millennials. <laughs> that's what you want to hear from Bruce and Bruce podcast. You want to be a journalist. Talking about what will be I want to be a journalist, which is, this is what family planning is like. <laughs> um, Isn't it great? Right. So what what podcast would Cam? I don't think I think I just would have to retire to be honest. Probably with you. like you guys th- some THPN sh- like good 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 at thing. <laughs> I must say THPN shit. They're not shit. It's a good network. <laughs> but I mean, just awesome. like <laughs> something from THPN. He'd stay. He'd stay in the network. He'd stay in the family. I'm loyal. Yeah, would you here. Would you go to the uh, Locked On Flames podcast? You know, I podcast? as you said, there would you go, go to my first thought was like I'd probably go hang out with Jess. So yeah, yeah, I'll go, go, go to Down the Frozen River. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. DTFR. I think that's just like with, with Lancey asking it, you know, if it's only Yeah, like, you know, so. I, I wasn't going to say it. It's a question. He was baiting us into that. I wasn't going yeah. to go. But, but for sure, Lancey was like, Lancey was signing the offer sheet with the intent on getting us to overpay for ourselves. And then he found out that I was going for it. He's like, fuck, all right, I got to figure out how to work this one in. So By the way, ch- check out downthefrozenriver.com. I think that's Please. his website. Yes. Or is it podcast at the end? Well, I mean, no. it's more than a podcast; it's a website. So. You're right, yeah. Uh, and check out check out Lockdown Flames. Yeah. And check You're out Three Cheers for Cold Tender <laughs> and their new uh, their new uh, Instagram Lockdown. Flames. Except for Cat Cat uh, excommunicated me via Twitter via a nice Kai Havertz meme, so I can't even be angry about that. It's all right. Uh, some, well, some that's the stuff. trade then. You and Mikey have yeah. a podcast. I got traded for Kai Havertz. So let's actually get traded for a Premier League player. So that's pretty good. That's more value than you guys have. So, all right. Was it in the transfer window? It was in the transfer window, which is still open until September 1st, I believe. So, um, Uh, well, no, this episode, then it's not open anymore. I think it's actually past that. It's it's the end of September 1st is Wednesday. I think it might be in August. I'm pretty sure it is actually. But at the time of recording, I'm 24. But if you're listening to this, I'm 25. Yeah. Oh yeah, we. Uh, I, I was 
kind of like on the fence about whether to wish you a happy birthday on last episode or on this episode because it's right in the middle. Just um, don't yeah. at all, you fucking bastard. No, uh, just kidding. I love you. Thank I you mean, for thinking of me. I'm, I think we'll do the next one as a birthday episode. Yeah, right? We so hung out really on my late. birthday. We planning to yeah, planning to be in Boston for your birthday. So yeah, hell yeah. I'll see what time I'm training in, getting drunk, then going somewhere else in Boston to get dinner with my parents. Yeah. Getting drunker. And then I'm going to record something and just toss it up on oh, by God. myself. Well, all right. Anyway, it's been a good podcast then, guys. Look forward to being canceled this week. Yeah, this uh, episode will never air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, let's get through these last ones. Richie Flores, great friend of the pod, fellow Los Angeles Rams fan, asks, you have to choose one bad movie, and it's the only movie you can watch for the rest of your life. What are you choosing? I feel obligated to say that I watched, um, uh, fuck me, what's it called? <laughs> Hold on. Um, the watched, whole thing fuck with me? the, with Yo, the, uh, movie, um, the, 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 the watch the bad movies. Um, oh, this is a good game. Uh, Mystery Science Theater. I watched Mystery Science 3000, which is not a movie, but uh, the whole purpose is, like, aliens abduct these people and force them to watch bad movies to drive them crazy. So I did watch a purposely bad movie last night via the frame of of, uh, of that show, but um, we'll check it out. But, um, yeah, I don't know what the movie was called, but it was really bad. I would not. The one that was, the one that was in the show, I mean, I don't know what it was called, but... I would not watch it again because it was fucking horrible. So, but the, whole, the prompt was you have to watch the movie over and over again. Oh, I know. It just reminded me that I was watching Mystery Science Theater, which is a whole show based around bad movies. So, okay. if you're not familiar, pretty much they it's like they watch the movies and they commentate over it. So it's like a, it's big time like YouTube vibes, but it's it's good stuff. Also, Lion King one and a half, same thing, direct ripoff, but easily the best Lion King movie if you haven't seen it. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty prepared to answer this question. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, yeah, as somebody who has a, a movie podcast. Um, by the way, get Letterboxed um, so you can track all your movie watching, and it's pretty pretty cool to like go back and just be able to be like, oh yeah, I saw that movie and like I rated it this. Um, but I went back through and found like the so you can like rate each movie by stars, and then also you can just like or not like it. And so I just looked up all the movies I had that were like below three stars and liked. And I remembered that I watched this uh, uh, Gerard Butler movie called Playing for Keeps, where the whole premise is he's a retired Scottish soccer player living in the U.S. And he goes to coach like his son's youth soccer team. And basically the whole premise is that he's just like every one of the kids moms on his son's soccer team is trying to fuck him <laughs> and i don't i don't know who this movie is for it's like <laughs> i think you know exactly who it's for <laughs> it has the tone of like kicking and screaming it's divorced dads let's that's be honest exactly it's what i thought dads. when you started talking about it that's what i thought of kicking and screaming uh yeah it's it's a really so when we my friends and I watched this movie together and when we like chose this movie it hit that perfect formula where it's like a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes but like 80% of uh, watchers liked it <laughs> so yeah I, I would suggest it uh, but don't watch it by yourself it's kind of like a I think it would be boring not to like have a running commentary with people while you're watching it but yeah it's, it's absolutely wild um so I had one idea, and then I had another, and then I had another. Um, 
I don't watch too many movies, so it's I have to like delve back to really think of like, oh, what's the last bad one? Um, first one would be Shrek. Shows to Mikey. Just kidding. I love Shrek. Um, uh, maybe like Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, because that has like a bad rep. But personally, it's close to me because I had the DVD and it was like the first one I owned, uh, first movie, and I didn't have two or three that I owned, so that was the one I watched a lot of. Um, and then I was also thinking, I got Disney Plus recently, so Solo, I watched Solo, which Solo's has horrible bad. reviews, but it's not that bad. But I'm kind of just going off movies that people think are bad that I kind of like for different reasons. So, yeah, because w- once I think, I don't watch a lot of movies, and part of that is that, like, when I see a good movie, I think it's really good, and if I don't like a movie, I hate it. So, yeah. there isn't really, like, a bad movie that I would rewatch at all, so... Besides all the Mighty Ducks movies, <laughs> that's also um, fair. I, I think yeah. we, I, like I think objectively bad films. High School Musical. Let's go High School yeah. Musical. Um, I I don't even know if I would recommend watching this. It's been like at least seven years since I did, but this was a movie that my brother and I found on like I mean, it might have just been like straight up on the internet. I don't even know it was on like any streaming services. Um, but I remember watching it like once or twice with him and just being like floored by the level of violence and just how outrageous it was. Um, but it's called Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, and yeah. have you seen it? Yeah, I mean, basically the premise is that there's this like shitty town and uh, it's run by a crime lord. And essentially this this homeless man like wants to buy, I think it was like he wants to buy a lawnmower or something like that. And he like finally does all these shitty things like chewing glass and stuff to like afford the lawnmower because you know when you want to make some money you just chew some glass uh and then he he goes to buy the lawnmower and there's like a break-in or something like that and he ends up just like scalping one of the shotguns and just like trying to free the city from the the tyranny of the crime lord and i just remember watching that movie and being very scarred uh and also i i felt like it was just like an experiment of like how psychologically fucking weird can we make a movie about a homeless man with a shotgun and it was a it was trip uh definitely not what i would qualify as a good movie but i felt something (laughs) i don't know what that was it was likely fear for the most part um but it was it was an experience so that was the first one that came to mind and i'll just i'll just ride with it i i think like it would have for me like i know i named like a couple and i didn't name one officially but it would have to be either kind of like one that i mentioned that has some nostalgic value to it or an action movie where the action in itself can be entertaining even if like the plot is fucking stupid at least if i can only watch one movie the rest of my life there's some entertainment factor to it yeah i I think that's a good point too there are some good like like too fast too furious is like an objectively awful movie that's pretty entertaining Mm. um they're definitely like transporter three also falls in transporter movies have nostalgia for me too because my dad's like super into the audi cars and he was super into (laughs) that series because the guy drove nothing but audis the entire time so i watched those growing up too or like the born series i watched growing up as well yeah i think those are generally considered to be like mediocre not bad yeah 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 they're like decent but um, Good Will right. Hunting, hate that movie. No, it's one yeah, of my favorites. Yeah, dude, Shawshank Redemption, trash. <laughs> fucking Robin Williams. 
fucking awful oh. in that movie. Especially that monologue he had on the bench. That was one of the most beautiful <laughs> moments in cinematic history. Um, Alright, go ahead, Cam. <laughs> anyway, uh, wrap things up here. Final question comes from Michael C. Radigan. He asks, when will you guys have Michael C. Radigan back on to rank his favorite Metallica albums, as well as ranking his favorite goals, the underscoring Burns zero, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, yeah, when are we going to have Mikey on to talk about Metallica? Well, so, Mikey can come on and talk about Metallica when he dives into the entire history of thrash metal and gets really deep on Megadeth and Anthrax uh, and Slayer and, like, really knows his shit about all all four of the, like, major thrash metal bands. And then we can have a discussion. A, l- a lot of metal bands have, like, gamertag-esque names, I think. <laughs> Like some of the ones you just named were very much Anthrax and Slayer. Slayer 420. Anthrax 69. You know, those some good Xbox Live. I don't even play Xbox. Those are totally Xbox names. Yeah, you (laughs) probably don't know anything about gamer tags because I added an at at the beginning of them. That's all right. It counts. Uh, Mike, we'll have you back on soon, buddy. We love you. Uh, Yeah. This is democracy. I guess. Yeah, I guess it's. It would be two to one though. So. Don't stop me now. Have a good time. We're having a ball. No, but like the part of the song that I was quoting just goes back to back. There, there's two different parts. You don't have to correct yeah. me on, on Twitter about that. <laughs> yeah, I do. We gotta start a debate. Is the dress brown or blue? No, no, not this again. All right. Everybody, thanks for tuning in to episode 78. Yes, Yes. because last one was Ray Borko, the Bruzy Birds podcast. Shouts to my aim name, Ski Fever 78. Shouts to his aim name, also Ski Fever, baby. Uh, We'll talk to you you next week. Bye. Bye.